This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by NCIS, the National Crop Insurance Services. America's crop insurance agencies provide individualized protection on more than 311 million acres of farmland. Good Friday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Hurricane Florence made landfall in North Carolina today, dropping more than 20 inches of rain in some areas. The storm is expected to stay in the Carolinas throughout the weekend before heading up the East Coast into Monday and Tuesday. Nearly 14 million people are currently under flash flood watches and warnings. DTN meteorologist Bryce Anderson says an impact on regional agriculture is expected. Producers in the Carolinas and in southern Virginia especially are in line for the impact of rainfall that's going to total up to 20 to 30 inches, not just on the coast but farther inland as well. There will be damage to crops. We're talking corn, soybeans, cotton, and there could be a pretty notable loss of livestock as well. There's a lot of livestock raised in the Carolinas, both for hogs and poultry primarily. In addition, there could be a real interruption in terms of the meat processing channel with the prospect for uh, some pork processing plants having to curtail operation for a while just because of the storm. He says recovery will take time. There is going to be a lot of work that needs to be done just to kind of recover in these hard-hit areas of the Carolinas and Virginia. The impact of this hurricane is going to be around for a while. I know it only hit, it only hit, and I say that advisably, as a Category 1 storm, but the potential for damage is very high, and it's going to be a long-lasting storm in terms of the impact that it has. The Department of Agriculture has a number of disaster relief programs that could come into play during the recovery efforts. FSA Administrator Richard Fordyce is encouraging eligible producers to have the necessary documentation available to expedite service. Producers will need to have documentation, so what was the inventory of animals prior to the storm, and then what is the inventory of animals that have been impacted. Fordyce says a secretarial decision to do things like offer emergency loans is on the table. That absolutely is an option, and it can be a great tool for producers. Also, we've had a number of ad hoc disaster programs that have basically developed after certain disasters. That may be another option as well. Hurricane Florence is also having an impact on the state's electric service. Duke Energy is reporting more than 365,000 outages so far in the Carolinas. Electric co-ops in the Carolinas are reporting more than 300,000 outages of their own. More than 40,000 electrical workers from at least 17 states are mobilizing to respond. A self-imposed deadline for farm bill negotiations doesn't look like it will be met. The big four leaders of the House and Senate Agriculture Committees originally wanted to come to an agreement by today so necessary processes could be undertaken in time for a vote by the end of the month. But it doesn't look like that will happen. Senate Ag Committee Chair Pat Roberts says it won't be the end of the world if Congress can't pass a new farm bill by the end of September. He says negotiators can go into December until things get really serious. A recently released report on the impact of small refinery exemptions has both sides of the renewable fuel standard debate claiming it supports their side of the argument. Scott Irwin with the University of Illinois published an analysis Thursday saying there is little, if any, evidence that the blend rate for ethanol was reduced as the waivers went into effect. Irwin went on to say that if there were any ethanol demand destruction, as biofuel groups claim, it would equate to about 140 million gallons, not the more than 2 billion gallons some assert. Reaction from energy and refiner interests has focused on how the analysis looks at the lack of demand destruction. They say a similar analysis from Charles River Associates shows that increased waivers and lower biofuel credit prices have not caused ethanol demand destruction. 
But biofuel groups contend Irwin's analysis shows the blend rate falling to multi-year lows in the spring of 2018, just as the market was coming to grips with the extent of the waivers. Jeff Cooper with the Renewable Fuels Association says Irwin agreed that the waivers undermine the RFS by locking in the so-called blend wall and could impact future ethanol demand. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by America's Crop Insurance Industry, which is thankful for the continued support of farmers, commodity organizations, rural businesses, lenders, and lawmakers who are fighting to maintain a strong farm safety net. Providing individualized protection on more than 311 million acres of farmland, crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. Finally, the National Corn Growers Association has named John Doggett as its new CEO. Doggett is the organization's chief lobbyist and had been serving as the interim CEO since the beginning of August. The change is effective immediately. That's all for today's AgriPulse Drive Time. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.